Um, okay, so apparently now we're recording. It's that easy. Like I've just clicked start recording. How it <laughs> oh, I just saw Harry's butt. <laughs> oh, this is not going to work, is it? <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Um, how's it going? How's it going? Good. You stop pumping. You can what? You stop pumping. You. What do you mean? What do you mean? You. Hijacking. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. Oh yeah. That's funny. Grover, Grover thought that was pretty cool. It's a, it's a family edition. None of us are wearing pants. <laughs> I just saw Harry's butt. Are we just going to start this like now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is it. Welcome to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Wurger, my very, very clever friend. <laughs> Mrs. Berry. Plus and, many guest stars. Oh, yeah, everybody here today, because we're doing this on Skype, so we hope that uh, that you're out there and you're surviving. And how are you going, Kim? Uh, okay, so I, I do have to say that, that entry into this new uh, reality was hard. There was some serious stress levels going on, but I, we're kind of leaning into it. It's kind of okay. Do you know what I'm really liking? What? No, no after school anything. No weekend sport anything. Like you just, it's like oh you can't. Like oh we can't. Like takes so much pressure off. Do you know what I've been able to achieve? I've been having a shower every day. <laughs> of my day is getting in the shower and forgetting all about this silliness um i have been up and down and up and down and up and down to some pretty low lows and some hysterically high highs it's quite the ride quite the ride hang on a sec i've just got to stop something bro jasky you need to put headphones in or something because that sounds really bad in the background jasky's i don't know watching something and it's you know no I live in the smallest house too. It was you and me both. Like we just, yeah, there's a lot of people in a small area. Mm. Roby's now cranky that he can't game. <laughs> Jasper's sighing because I've told him he can't watch his YouTube clips on his phone. Go to your rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Go to your rooms. Truly. I, uh, oh, I should say go to your room. <laughs> they do share one, which I'm <laughs> Started calling it masturbatorium because seriously. What? <laughs> um, so I haven't been, yeah, I haven't been too bad, but I think, uh, I think in a way you're even more at the, you're really at the pointy end of all of this because you know Mr. Woog works in finance and so he's really riding at the front of this, and you would be seeing and experiencing that stress firsthand. Yes. Um, but to my, be honest, I'm yeah. just so thankful that we've got a job. Like that he's got a job. And I know that many of our many of our um many of our flushes have lost their jobs or they have partners who have lost their jobs. And we just want to really extend to you guys um our heartfelt thoughts that you know we are oh, there's not really much we can do in terms of getting you a job. But it's truly, truly suckful and fucked. And we just yeah. want you to know that we're holding you close and hoping that you are okay. Um, and and get, on the, get on the Facebook page if you're struggling and, 
and just be honest with us and, and you know, we're, we are all in it together. The Facebook page is just continues to astound me with the kindness shown to people. So Yes. Even though I did have my I did have my glitch. I have to I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. The elephant in my room needs to be talked about. Do it. I did suffer, didn't I? I suffered, Mrs. Woog. I had a I had a dip in my love of the of our flushes Facebook group. Well, we had a, a little bad eggs in there, so we've removed we had a couple of people that were very quick to pass judgment and um use really, really value-laden language when talking to each other. And it's like that is not what that space is for. And 99.9% of us and, and of you that are utilising it and in there and, and supporting each other do not do it. But I think that all coincided with the uh, with the uh, the start of isolation and, and when things really did hit the fan in Australia. So I think it was all a combination of that. But I've come good. And um, I'm glad to see that our beautiful page is back to being as beautiful and supportive as it was. But we will reiterate that if you, uh, you know, if you are seeing or hear, you know, comments or conversations on that space, Woogsy and I can't be there 24-7. So please do point it out to us um, because we need to keep that a safe space. A safe space. A safe space. So, yes, but people have, people are really struggling and I think you and I, we're exactly the same. It's like I've I've got reduced hours, um, so my job has sort of cut back a bit, but I still have a job and Rob still has a job and I think that, you know, that is that's huge and something I am grateful for every single day. Yeah, well, I must say that my job as a content creator has pretty much dried up overnight. Um, no one's spending on social media, which is fair enough because no one's buying anything and no one really cares about, you know, how to get your whites whiter or your, <laughs> your gut health back to normal because that means that I would have to stop eating meat pies and sausage rolls. And, oh, can I tell you what happened to me yesterday, Kim? And this is a you all. Yesterday was a beautiful day in Sydney. It was sunny and it was hot. And so I got out my shorts. Now, they were a size 12 country road, so really they'd be about a size 14, 16. Really? Um, I thought, no. no I was going to say they'd be a size 10. No. Anyway, um, didn't, couldn't put them, pull them up. Couldn't do them up. Mm. So if you're wearing tracky pants or leggings every day, just, you know, once a week do a check-in with a pair <laughs> of jeans. And because, you know, the eating is real and um, I don't want anyone else to get the shock that I actually got because yeah. my PT is cancelled. Holy moly, and my diamond shoes are too tight. Um, <laughs> I'm just walking the dog that hates to be walked. Um, we had she to take her up. She hates exercise. She's like a mother. Um, we had to take her up to the vet and it was such a palaver. It was like a drive-through where you had to drop the dog out the window of the car. <laughs> we were the same. We had to take a cat to the vet and it was the same thing. It was just like this. You almost felt like you were doing a drug deal. Yeah. Oh. Take, the, take the cat. Oh, oh, and you know the other stupid thing I've done? I've started to watch The Handmaid's Tale again from the beginning. Oh, God, I only well, I started watching it for the first time ever, so I'm still in the land of like, what the ever loving God is going on? So now I'm in that mindset. So when I go up the shops and you say, "Blessed be thy three," and you know, you just, you know, uh, may the Lord open 
with your basket and you're looking down because you're not allowed to smile or anything and have to be, you know, so far apart from the person in the grocery. And it's taking me straight back to Gilead. Yeah. That, um, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that show when it first came out because I was not in a good headspace. And you actually said to me at the time, you go, you can't watch that. You can't watch it yet. Like you need to be, you know, in a better place. Um, and then I started watching it. I, I mean, it is remarkable in terms of, the acting and and just the whole that's just remarkable. But yes, I haven't watched it. I have, along with everyone else in the Western world, watched uh, Tiger King. <laughs> have you watched it? Yeah, I watched it twice. Twice? Yeah, because I just couldn't believe what I watched. I had to watch it again. I what a train wreck! What a spectacular train wreck! Oh, those poor bloody animals! It's just. Are you- yeah. Well, you, I am amazed that you actually managed to watch it because mm. you sort of see a fly die and burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but it was extraordinary. Joe Exotic has seriously, like, it, you could not make up a character like that. And it's not even a character, it's a real person. Yeah, yeah. They're just but the... Uh, I tell you what, and the other thing that I've started watching, that I started watching yesterday and then watched six episodes of, is the new series of First Wives Club on Netflix. Is it Netflix? Oh, I think it's Netflix. Yeah. It's good. So, oh, my God. It's so good. It's really good. I thought I it was going to be very subpar, but it is fantastic. Well, do you know what I did this week? I watched the real, the first proper movie of the First Wives Club, you know, the Oh, Bette Midler. The Bette Midler one. And do you know what was extraordinary was that these three characters, there was Bette Midler, Goldie Horn, and Diane Keaton, and they were were playing the has-beens, you know, the washed-up old housewives. And do you know what? They were 46 in the movie. (gasps) Really? Yes. And it was a real shock to the system because I'm looking at these women who I'm thinking are 25 years older than me, but they were actually playing my, our age group. Yeah, they were ca- yeah. Do you know what I thought this morning? That I think anyone, once you're over the age of 45, you know how there's all these things that they say, oh, in your 30s you're like this and in your 40s you're like this. And and I reckon once you hit like 45, if you don't start having gut issues, then you need to just count your blessings. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I've just had two days of like gut issues. I had oh. a stomach flu. Oh, did you? In a one in a one toilet household. Oh, we got the thunderbox out the back, thank goodness. Oh, were you even were you relegated to the thunderbox? Oh, I took myself off there. Oh wow, it was that bad. Yeah, I, I just had this nagging, niggling little pain in my guts, and then oh, holy moly! Too but I think I've been anxiety driven, to be honest. Oh, yeah, the anxiety poos. Mm. No, I know a lot of people are being quite anxious at the moment. Yes. sorry listeners but we're doing this on skype so there's people in the background like i'm watching rob with no pants on doing something over a lot (laughs) how he's delighting in flashing his bum to kim so you know situation normal here it really is well you know they've got to find entertainment somehow no i know i know okay so what was a good thing that happened this week what was a good thing (laughs) <laughs> do you want to know what my good thing was 
Yes, please. It was actually one year on Wednesday since I started in my job. Oh, muzzle tough. Yes. So that was that was a highlight. Do you want to know what I've been cooking? Yes, please. Uh, so uh, curiously, it all involves a lot of butter and sugar. Yep. <laughs> There's been uh, my to- chocolate sludge, which is a chocolate self-sourcing pudding, oh. an apple and fresh strawberry uh, apple crumble. Yeah. Uh, there was a bread and butter pudding that you make with croissants rather than with bread. In my imagination, or did you do some sort of white chocolate raspberry muffin? Yes, there was the raspberry white chocolate muffins. Oh, that's good. Which I don't normally, I don't normally eat the muffins that I make. I mean, I know that they're nice, but I don't, they just, I just sort of kind of go, it's cake for breakfast. So I try to avoid it. But I had one warm out of the oven. Oh, Oh, God. It was like, what? Everyone should be getting their bake on and everyone's now baking bread. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's baking bread. Why? I don't know because, you know, as far as I can tell, every single bread shop and every bread aisle in the supermarket has plenty of bread. So I think, but you know what, I think when you put the reality aside of people now really struggling in that they've lost their jobs and stuff, I think there's an element of people that love this drama and this sort of like I'm going to have to start churning my own butter so I'll make my own bread and oh I'm going to make my own hand sanitizer even though it has no alcohol content so it's actually not sanitizing anything and oh I'm going to like there's some sort of stories now we're podcasting um and uh yeah, I think there's an element where people are, like, relishing. Like, the, the doomsday prepping element, I think, like, there's an element of people, like, going, yes, I'm going to be I'm going to be good at this. You know, I'm going to be prepared. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, you know, just stop hanging around in big groups and this will all be over before we know it. Kind um, of. And uh, I just give a shout-out to our friend Baby Mac, who is losing her shit at people. <laughs> I know. Who are not staying home. She has she has said that she is like the isolation police. Yes. She's going to get a whistle and some sort of badge. <laughs> and I want to see it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, Beth. Bring it on. And I totally get the frustrations because, like, you know, I'm staying at home. I don't want to be fucking at home. Like, I'm bored as batshit. And, like, look, I'm oh. not even keeping up with the housework. There's piles of clothes everywhere. Um yes. I just couldn't be bothered. But then you see people going and having dinner parties and stuff, and then you're like, well, what's the point in me doing it if all yes. of those other fuckers are going to do it? Yes. Stay at home. Stay at home. You, if you don't understand, stay at home means that this will be over sooner. And if oh, you know, don't come and the rate continues, this is going to go on for fucking six months. So stay at home. Yes, but the, the notion of privilege is that, well, we don't have it and none of our friends have it. So we don't need to do what the rest of the, you know, the peons are doing. And so you end up with people flying back in from Aspen and just sort of going, oh, yes, well, I tested positive, but I don't have any symptoms, so I'm fine. And like, I'll, pick your, I'll pick your kids up and drop them at school and I'll turn up to events and, oh, look, oh, look, there's a cluster. I mean, for... Oh, it's Deirdre's 50th. We can't possibly not drop in and say hello. (laughs) 
Well, who'd want to miss Deirdre's 50th? I mean, really. I've heard that Derek's been quite unwell. <laughs> and there's going to be that marvellous string quartet there that was playing at at Trude's party as well. And so, you know, we really want to see them again. Trude's just come back from New York because she's got a bit worried. <laughs> I've got a friend whose son has been in ISO in New York for 21 days. I know, and that's such a great city and I just... Oh, my heart is breaking about that city. It but won't... My... Go on. You. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. We're so con. We're so um. We're so uh. Oh no, I can't remember the word. Thoughtful about each other and not talking over each other when we're you know not together. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go to diet coke. You keep talking. Oh no. Okay, I'm gonna keep talking. Um. So okay. So I want everyone uh once this is up to post the things post things on the Facebook group about what's been a positive to come out of all of this. And for those of you that are really struggling, you can just sit there and tell us all to fuck off. But, like, for those who can, what has been a positive? And a positive for me is everyone being at home and being able to have dinner together. I am positive that this is never going to end. <laughs> That's not helping. And I just want to say that, like, being at home with my family every day and seeing my kids all day every day, it's been totally awesome. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Put your pants on. <laughs> he never wears pants on a weekend, except if we go out. <laughs> At least there's undies on. It's not cock shirting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Mr. Woog? Let me guess. Is he up balcroning? Yes, he is. And he's very, very careful that he goes by himself, which is great because when he does drive into a tree, we might find his body in about three weeks. Oh, God. So is he off doing that through the bush bike riding? He's not just doing a, a like a road ride. No bush bike riding. Oh, see, that's you know it's he's too old for that. It's allowed because it's called exercise. Yes. But and then too- he comes home and he's like a broken man, and yeah. I'm like, he goes, I think I might be getting too old for this shit, and I'm like, duh. It's <laughs> a young man's game, and he discovered it in his mid forties, and now he's obsessed. Mm. God. Hey, Actually, can we- I did have an interesting call this week. Um, I, I, you know, I'm just going through things and I found this lighter that I got for my 18th birthday and it was just inscribed like, DK, love you now and forever. Love Peter, who was my first boyfriend. So yeah. I thought, oh, and so I gave him a call and said, oh, I just found this. And we had the loveliest chat and catch up. And so that must have been like 30 million years ago. And he owns. I can't street- believe you still have his number. Well, no, just, you know, through Instagram or something. I don't have his oh, number. Okay. Anyway, um, and he's got two girls and he's happily married, lives up, up the coast, but he owns a couple of pubs. So, Oh, God. Staff going, so he's not having a good week. But it was lovely to have a chat to him. Wow. I didn't take him macadamia crusted cutlets, if that's what you're <laughs> Well, I was actually just thinking of macadamia crusted cutlets and thinking I can't even remember what his surname was, so I wouldn't actually even be able to find, I wouldn't be able to find him, which sort of really annoys me. And I also looked up, do you remember my best friend at uni, Nicole? Oh, vaguely. 
Yeah. Yes. It was like dream. Like we lived together, we couldn't do anything without each other. And then our, she ghosted me at the end of uni. <gasps> Have what? you ever ghosted? No, no, not like that. No. Wow, that was before ghosting was even a thing. I know. So I, I, I stalked her a bit on Facebook. She looks terrific. <laughs> Look, if being stuck in isolation isn't a great time to do some internet stalking, I don't know when is. Yeah, think about that person. Like, you know, I wonder what they're doing. And yeah, it's they... to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Those things just pop into your head, don't they? Like, you're just sort of like, oh, I wonder. Um, so going through old cards and photos, and I'm thinking, oh, well, that's right. Mm. Well, um, oh. So the 19-year-old, has uh, he was working at a pub and lost his job. and um, But as part of, because they were part of Woolworths, he, they sort of offered them shelf stacking work at Woolies. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so he's just shifted across, like less money, but he's worked like, he's worked ev- almost every night for a week. I've got a friend of mine who, who you know as well, um, her son just graduated with, from agriculture, can't get a job, and is now digging graves for a living. Oh, no. Yeah. Holy well, shit. Doing something, that's the thing. At least he's but doing, doing something. something. Yes. And so, but the first shift he came home and he just went, that's just not even work. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, not even tired like and then he and then he came home a couple of nights ago and he goes that's it's really unskilled labor and I'm like yeah and I said and for some people that's the only job they can get or for other people it's a really good second income and I said but that's just work you get in you don't have to like it's not mentally taxing like you you bring something good you're earning money um and you can Leave work at work. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, he's actually, like, working almost every night. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, he's just doing something. And even if he's earning less per hour than he was, he's actually earning more because he's got more work. I got yelled at yesterday. Oh, by who? An old lady. I'd still back yelling old ladies. Remember the time that my dog did a wee? out the front of an old lady's house and she yelled at me to pick it up. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I just, I've got a face that old ladies just tend to want to yell at. I don't know why. But um, apparently I was too close to her in the in the line, even though I was standing. Oh, really? Even though I was standing actually on the sticker that I was supposed yes. to stand on, she hissed at me. But with this thing again, it's just, it's just, it's everyone's worried and scared. and. But I think, um, you know, that's quite surprising for a more elderly person because I know a lot of people falling into the elderly category who just seem to be not, I don't, not caring, not comprehending the whole concept of no touching, social distancing, you know, Rob was standing in the line at Woolies like a couple of days ago and an old woman came up and like patted him on the ass. <laughs> and he actually turned around and went and went boundaries or distancing or something to her. Oh, <laughs> because of course she wanted to put in about his hair. Not consenting. 
I know. I know. Consent. It was a perfect opportunity for him to shout consent, but they, they just don't seem to get it. Well, Duncan down the road, who's Chewy's dad now, um, I've been dropping off food for him and he's being very sensible and everyone's sort of being concerned for him. So those those sort of things are happening, which are really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys having a street party yet where you all just go and stand out in your driveway and have like a little, you know, afternoon drink and some cheese cheese nibblies? No, that no, has uh, you know. been going on because I have two neighbours and then two down the back. So there's a battle axe down the back, um, and everyone's got teenagers. And the amount of pot that is being smoked, <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> that um, I'm going. Oh, takes me back to uni. <laughs> We're actually drying out some catnip in the oven at the moment, and it actually smells like weed. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm that ex- like that experienced, so it doesn't smell like weed at all. But to me, it's like, oh, it smells like weed. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that I've noticed is that how much yelling is going on in households, and and oh, I yeah. wrote a piece uh, recently about me just losing it. And then I can hear the neighbours losing it at theirs. Down the back, they had a real hot crack the night that all of those um, things came into play that you couldn't go to people's houses and stuff. And yeah, yeah. teenagers was like, look that, I'm going. And the dad's like, no, you're not, get in the house. And, oh, it was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I think the teenagers did find it really hard to get their head around it. Oh, absolutely. And if you think about those teenagers who go out and, you know, yeah, have a session together and, and suddenly that's not happening. Like, no. that's, you know, that's a pretty pretty majorly enforced detox. Hey, speaking of detox, my no drinking, no caffeine. So I had some champagne last, last Sunday and basically sweated for two and a half days and then just thought, no, I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll just try it again and had half a beer on Wednesday night and the hot flushes didn't stop until yesterday morning. You know, this is both a bad and a good thing. I know, right. The amount of alcohol abuse that's going on (laughs) is quite disturbing. Like, uh, I'm like, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, But, like, this morning I ran into a friend and I was getting a coffee and we were, like, you know, apart from each other and, I said, you know, what's been going on? And she's like, vodka. And I'm like, you know, it's just, it's an epidemic and it's going to leave us all with big, big health problems. But I do not want to worry about that now. And uh, Yeah, and at the moment, like what I would give for a really nice minerally Riesling or a really good sort of, you know, just... What, what's Beth been calling it? Something Chardonnay? What's she been calling it? A, a, a what? A buttery. A buttery. You know, or just a just a couple of gin and tonics, just necking a couple of gin and tonics. I can't tell you. Like, it's just – and then I'm just like, there, there will be occasions when I go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weather the sweats. But it's like I on a day-to-day like, basis. I also think it's your body's way of remembering the time that you had that gut ache. Well, oh, yeah, but I think, you know, it's indicating that alcohol for me is a big hot flush trigger, whereas I know other hot flushes have said I, I quit alcohol and I still got them. 
So, but, you know, on, on Thursday morning after I'd had half a beer, I was having a hot flush every half hour until like midday and then it slowed down to one every two hours. And Let's then I had just what it is, Kim. A fucking disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace. I've got a cup full of gin. Like, I'm just looking at it going, how am I going to drink that? <laughs> so I did that ridiculous thing and bought some of that like flavoured water that they call water, water that they call, you know, alcohol free gin. It's not alcohol free gin. It's flavoured water and we're paying 40 bucks a bottle for it to feel like we're having a gin and tonic. And so I bought some and, look, it's quite nice, but I'm like, really, just have a, glo- just have a tonic with lime in it. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, that's, that's – you got did. I did. You got did. But deep. I just kind of like the – you know, it's that whole – it's the it's ritual of it. And I was watching um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld the other day and it was the one he did with Larry David. And Larry David now seems to be incredibly health conscious. He doesn't drink coffee. He So he was having like a herbal tea and, and they were sort of talking a bit about it. And, you know, he hadn't eaten a pancake in like 10 years or something and Jerry was making him taste it. And But he said, Larry David said, Oh yeah, you know me. Me not drinking coffee was what ended my first marriage. <laughs> it's like I think there'd probably be more to it than just not drinking coffee. And he goes, it was one of the big things she said that was just like we can't have coffee together anymore. And he's like, what? Like I'm still having a hot drink. Like I'm still having a tea. Like and she goes, it's not the same. <laughs> so I haven't. I must say I haven't tried caffeine. I haven't had a coffee. I mean, that that would be nice, but I don't miss coffee the way I miss having, like, a gin and tonic. You just need to know that if you give up cheese, I'm putting a pillow over your face. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> anyway, bored now. Yeah, bored now. Um, um, shall we move on to the reader's question? Did you see I made a little video? Did you? Yeah. When? Today? Today. Was it on the thing? Yeah, on the page. You've gone. Hang on. Oh, no. oh, look at that. If I go, oh, what is that? I made a little video saying that we were going to podcast. <laughs> that is so good. How good is that? Oh, my God. I think that we should, we should press on with our podcast because we are being listened to and people were very excited that we were going to be doing a podcast and um, so we will be doing our once a week check-in with you from now on now that we yes. don't have to do it. I think yes, yes, this is this is necessary. Okay, so Linda said this is great news, and Kathy said, "Oh, thank goodness that we were podcasting." Meryn said, "Oh, thank you, ladies, missing you." Sally clapped, and Eileen said, "Brilliant, do add something inspiring for Woogs and Berry to discuss profoundly entertaining it in lots of laughs." Marshmallow brain fog. If my brain wakes up after coffee, <laughs> obviously, obviously not coping. Oh, Stephanie, you gorgeous ladies, and what a fabulous treat to look forward to. (laughs) I would love to know how everyone is managing the effect on mental health of social media at a time like this. I love the laughs and connections, but often get dragged into the mum guilt vortex of, am I doing enough schoolwork, baking, eating tofu, etc.? I'm trying to follow... I'm trying to follow if the kids have come out of this having had a few laughs and still saying, I've got a good job, but then... Someone will post a nature treasure hunt going. 
Okay, so what she's saying is that she's comparing herself to other people who are putting their highlights so they can get claps on the back for being good parents. You don't have to do that. No. You just do what you're doing. Like, and if, if one day it all goes tits up and, and like here an hour into it, just give yourself a day off. Yeah. Please, please don't. Um, one of the things that I can implore you to do is limit your time on social media. Because it's either people going batshit crazy or people have all of a sudden turned into fucking Mary Poppins. I um I just haven't been looking at the news, which has been absolutely the best thing I have done. Absolutely. Uh, of course, you still pick things up. You know, you're still hearing things. I still read the odd thing, you know, here and there. But just getting away from all the commentary and all the judgment and all the uh, hypothesizing has just been incredibly good for my anxiety levels. Um, and you just got to do what works for you and how your kids work and how your, you know, how you work in a home environment. And then you just follow that because everyone does it differently. And if you spend too much time watching those families that have got their nice little structure up on an A-frame like board and you're just, you're on a hiding to nowhere. And also that's bullshit. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, okay. Louise says, my little rat, stop wearing gloves in public. You don't need them. You're just contaminating everything. You don't need hand sanitizer, alcohol at home. Soap and water is perfectly fine, and I have heard that from many, many reliable sources that soap and water is just as good as hand sanitizer, if not better. Oh, it is. It is. You really only need the hand sanitizer when you're out and about. You don't need it at home. Like exactly, exactly right. Okay. Um, oh, you were on. Go on. No. Don asks, should we be in survival mode, or should now be a time to make a lifestyle change? Why? I don't understand what. I'm making lifestyle change. I'm sort of eating more carbs and getting fat. <laughs> Rob said that the thing that he'll take away from isolation is just how much he loved bread. <laughs> and so, just, just eating so much carbs and bread and, you know, the the the, um, the hot cross buns are now in with an absolute vengeance. <laughs> I don't know what's if this is happening at your, at your neighbourhood, Kim, but our neighbourhood is t- Teeming with families walking labradoodles, like, like teeming. I know, I've never seen, and you know, we live right on the beach, so there are a lot of people in athleisure wear actually, you know, doing athletic kind of things in their athleisure wear. And but the the, the amount of family exercise at the moment is like it's like we're I don't know it's like we're in a 1950s sitcom. Oh, it, it so is. It's like, what was it called? Not Leave It to Beaver? What was it called? Or yeah, was it called Leave It to Beaver? Yeah. Ah, You've got the, account, the accountants with the dad bods on with the navy blue top with the collar. <laughs> what, what school they used to go to. And then you've got the beautiful wife and the two little kids and the labradoodle that they just paid $6 million for. And they just walk down the street and I'm thinking, that's actually really nice. Well, I, I yeah. found out this morning I texted my boys because, you know, that's what we do now. Um, I said, let's all go for a beautiful family walk. And then, no. Oh, I don't, my, 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 the two younger boys have barely even left the building. And, you know, I do keep using parental tones at them to get them out there. But, uh, you know, 
Yeah, mine will come out on the road with a tennis ball and two tennis rackets. They're both quite really good tennis players. And it all will be fine for about well, 10 minutes, but then I'll hear them, like, just explode at each other. Um, all sorts of dreadful languages, which everybody hears and judges me. And, um, and then I text everyone and say, sorry about that, sorry about that, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I love the colour you bring to your branch, to your local community. <laughs> all right. I think it just depends. Like, I, there are some people who have no choice but to be in survival mode. Um, a lifestyle change. I don't know. I tell you what, in my head, and Rob was agreeing with me, we've both sort of kind of just gone, okay, so this is the new normal. Like, this is just how it's going to be now forever. So when the, when it actually does sort of ease off and it's like, well, you can come back into the office now, I think we're both just going to go, what? Don't I don't want to. It's not commuting three hours a day. Fantastic. Time you've saved. Do you know what I've always this is this is what I think, right? And I was talking to my friend, the Divine Museum, yesterday about this. There's going to come a point. Do you know the movie Shawshank Redemption, right? When yeah, they yeah. bring all the new inmates in, and then all the old mates put bets on who's going to crack first. Yes. And then one of them goes, "Oh, I'm innocent, I'm innocent," and then like they go, "Yay!" and beat shit out of him. I'm going to be that person that cracks first and they're going to find me down the road in the nude, like saying, <laughs> I'm the listen queen. And call that says, can you come and take her away, her heart to the funny farm? That is what I'm going to do. Really? Like, I'm going to be that person. Oh, so you know how mum was just had a little hospital jaunt yesterday with her. She has really, uh, she has bursitis in her right hip. Um, Even the on the end is not good. No, no. Well, it's a pool of fluid that sits between the tendon and your bo- and your bone, and the thing that keeps the tendon tight and off, you know, in its right place is the strength of the muscle around yep. that that is the tendon is attached to. And so, while my mum at seventy six can bend over and touch her toes without bending her knees, ama- she did it yesterday in the room, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how can you do that? She's like, oh, I used to be able to get my whole hands on the ground. I'm going, oh, my God. Anyway, but her glutes are not weak, and so the tendon has been rubbing against this bursa that is on your hip, and and it was terrible. She was in so much pain. She was shaking, like violently shaking, and just we knew there was no way we could get on top of the pain at home. And, I mean, the last place you want to send a, you know, 76-year-old is to a hospital, but we just had no choice. But the room she was in at Northern Beaches Hospital, single room, um, down the end of the corridor, so relatively quiet, you know, own bathroom, massive window that just looked out over the like the National Park of Oxford Falls. <laughs> and part of me was just like, just a night, just give me a night here, just just a night, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> like just, <laughs> you know. So if that's what it takes to be taken off to, like if you go to the um, the North, I think it's the North Shore Psychiatric Hospital or whatever it is that's part of North Shore Private and, and Royal North Shore that's just there, it's like apparently that's like a hotel. And I'm just like, I'll do it. I'll run nude down the street and pretend I'm in a psychosis and then just get a bit of a stay. Yeah, like, like just three nights under observation. Yeah, a couple of bit of, yeah, heavy sedation, three nights. Mm, just great. Clean, someone else cleaning. 
I've had three nights of full sleep. What? I don't think you've had that in about a decade. No, because I, I was doing the roll call at 3 a.m. And that's yeah. been taken over now by all the other flushes who are awake at 3 a.m. <laughs> well, what's that all about? Have you just been drinking enough with knocking it back with a codeine or something? I think that it's just been a mixture of like spending my whole day in the low-level anxiety state yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then having a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Nanas. I miss you, Kim. I miss you too. I miss people. Yeah, just hugging people would be nice. I mean, outside of my normal, you know, um, immediate family. Do you know how, like, how programmed I am now is when I'm watching a television show, like, you know, SVU or something like that, and they, like, shake and hold hands and, like, hold each other and then stab each other. I think, no contact. Do you reckon, like, once this is all over, because now, you know, when you, you when you are out have, going for a walk and how you now deviate around people, whereas you used to just walk past them, whereas now you – do you reckon that will ever change? What's that? Well, I don't think so because someone will stop and go, you go ahead. But yeah. that is so now ingrained in all of us is that yeah. I can't think it's ever going back. Do you know that there's going to be no school next term? I know. Yeah. I know. We seem to have we uh, touch wood this week. We got a good rhythm going, and yeah. ask me tomorrow because it will probably all fall in a heap. But I'm kind of like, okay, well, if we even manage that, you know, 80 percent of the time, that's good. Well, the first week my kids did fuck all. Yes, yeah, The same. second week I started getting emails from the teachers saying he's not meeting the course requirements, and I <laughs> <laughs> shocking. So now they are both very task focused because I'm saying, do you get behind on this? there is Buckley's chance you're going to catch up. So yeah. you must remain on top of it. Can I give a shout-out to all our listeners who probably don't have little kids but know people that have little kids? Could you imagine doing this? <gasps> this is what Rob <laughs> and I say constantly. is like imagine doing this with toddlers. <gasps> toddlers. And make, I know. Couldn't uh, do it. No. Like at least now they can all, you know, they can make themselves a sandwich, they can make themselves a drink, they can, and they do their work and, you know, we can actually talk about it. Oh, occasionally, like, I had to guide them, like if I actually had to sit there and guide them through, you know, bloody PDHPE or year four maths or I would just, it, I'd literally just be like, nah, nah, <laughs> you can repeat. So, but we were exactly the same. First week, bugger all. Second week, started getting the letters from the teachers, and now we're and now we have a nice routine and a nice schedule and structure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of glad we did it that way. What? I'm glad that we did it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure because I like I'm not going to ride their asses. Let teachers do that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And once they know that the teachers are actually, like, sending us letters and they suddenly go, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> well, oh. I think we're going to leave it there, darling. That'll do. do this, but I do miss having you sitting next to me and eating yeah. the Chico's. I know. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a great week. Um, we've stopped plucking, but as we like to say... Just keep plucking. <laughs> Bye. Bye.